This is episode 8 of Liliana's Romance Library. Hi, I'm Liliana, and today we're going to be going over Mostly Ghostly, Eight Spooky Tales to Chill Your Bones. Now, this book actually belongs to a friend of mine, and she let me read it. It was adapted by Stephen Zorn and illustrated by John Bradley. And it's got quite a few different tales in it um, by Ambrose Bierce, F. Marin Crawford, Sir Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle, Washington Irving, M.R. James, Richard Middleton, Edith Nesbitt, and Barry Payne. And... The stories themselves are not really scary. Um, what makes it really, truly spooky are the illustrations in this book. I had never heard of it before, but it is definitely interesting. There's a little inscription on the inside that says it's by Anonymous. As I was going up the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish he'd go away. And it's pretty neat. Again, that was written by Anonymous. Um, in the table of contents, it's the first story is by Richard Middleton. And it's On the Brighton Road. Followed by Selecting a Ghost by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. A Creature of Habit by Ambrose Bryce. Man's Size in Marble, Edith Nesbitt. Rose Rose by Barry Payne. The Upper Birth by F. Marin Crawford. Lost Hearts by M. R. James. And then the last one is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. And if you've ever heard of any of these stories, then you know they're kind of spooky. Um, and some of them are rather entertaining. But it's the actual illustrations that they do in these books that really get you. Um, you know, people who talk about seeing ghosts or spirits or anyone who's ever had any kind of experience with anything will understand how spooky and truly scary it can be and these tales really bring it out there of different things now you know I for one uh, grew up in a house that actually had two male spirits that inhabited it and you know as a kid I didn't believe in ghosts or anything um apparently I used to talk to to walls um like my brother did uh when he was little I remember being a teenager and I you know I'd ask him baby who are you talking to and he'd be he said oh I'm talking to man over there and there was no man but by this point I already knew that there were spirits in our house and that maybe sounds silly to some people but you have to understand, I grew up in a house that 
the garage door would open and close on its own. Doors would slam in your face with no one there, no windows open, no breeze. AC didn't work for years. So it, there was nothing that could have slammed it in your face. Um, the day that my, or the evening after my grandmother had her stroke and she was taken away to the hospital, um, I cleaned up her room and while she was in the hospital, uh, she was in there for a while, but while she was there, instead of sleeping on a horrible rollaway bed that we had, I slept in her bed, um, just because it was a free bed. And the first night I did, the bed shook, uh, the footlocker at the foot of her bed bounced around, the door was shaking, and I got up and checked the rest of the house. Nothing else was shaking, and I went back into the room, and everything was quiet, so I lay back down, and this was in Southern California, so I thought, okay, well, maybe it was an earthquake, tremor, or something like that. And then it happened again. And then finally, I said that if you do not stop, I will banish you. And it kept on and kept on. I said, okay, if you don't stop, I will banish you from not just this room. I will banish you from the entire house. So I ended up having to, um, you know, I said a prayer and banished them from the room. Um, and it never happened again. And I told them, you know, you can come back later, but you have to be on your best behavior. And I never had a problem with it after that. I still had, you know, I was at home alone and had doors slammed in my face before. And um, still had pictures that would come out the wall by, off the wall by a foot, float there for a second, and then fall face down. Um, things like that continued to happen. So... I, you know, I'm I'm always been interested in different things. There's all, all sorts of different theories about ghosts actually just being um, people in a different reality. Um, you know, multiverse theory that there's you know an, another there's a veil we can't see, and the creatures on that side can do things, and sometimes the veil is thin, and we can see that. Sometimes they can interact with our world. There's a lot of different theories, but um, a psychic that my mother knew said it was two men who had died, one a long, long time ago, one mm, before the 60s, um, before my grandmother, my great-grandmother bought the house, and they were there protecting us. And they would, you know, pull pranks and everything on us all the time. The shaking of the bedroom, though, I'm not sure who did that. Um, I don't know if it was somebody just passing through or if it was them. Um, they wouldn't always work together. A lot of times they would work independently, but they were very protective of us. Um, the garage door opening and closing was some really bad people my friend, my mom was friends with. And, um, basically they were trying to drive them away and it worked. And that was a good thing because those people were absolutely horrible. And... So this book has a lot of spooky tales and the, these spooky tales, you have to wonder, is this something that someone experienced or heard of secondhand? What are these tales about? And it, it, it's very interesting because like with the uh, first tale, um, the first one is on the Brighton Road, and it talks about someone who's 
basically freezing to death on the road. And it's, you know, coming back and showing that, oh, I'm, I'm still dead. You know, I'm, I'm going to be here again tomorrow and the next, and they're always going to be freezing to death. Um, it's just a reoccurring ghost. Uh, selecting a ghost by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is about um, this couple who purchase a castle and the castle has no ghosts. So at one point the Lord tells the butler to jump or the owner tells the butler to jump off the um, highest tower to become a ghost. And they talk to a brother-in-law who meets this man in a bar or whatever and he um, comes and uh, says he can get you a ghost and he gets everything set up and basically he puts this man on some really heavy psychedelics or something and he ends up seeing ghosts and they terrify him like horribly so when he finally comes to they realize that the man was a fraud and they have had a lot of stuff stolen but because of this situation, they are no longer seeking ghosts. The next one is A Creature of Habit. And it talks about a man they hung as a gambler. And um, the corpse was still on its feet and running back and forth. It wouldn't lie quiet. So, but if you play, if you place it on its back, it would, uh, kind of reminds me of, um, what my grandma would talk about. If you cut a chicken's head off, uh, it, and put it down, its body would, uh, continue to run around. So that's definitely, is what the, I think of the, uh, let's see, Man's Size in Marble by Edith Nesbitt is about a couple who buy a, a cottage and they're, they have a really good housekeeper, but all of a sudden she quits. She's decides to leave now on the verge of, um, October 30th because it on October 31st, a um, knight, or I think it was a knight, let me see, but yeah, he, it was a man in armor who was laid to rest in the church, and he would come to life, and he would come down the hill and attack anyone in that home, so, um, you know, they blew it off and didn't think of anything about it and that night came and the husband walked away walked down to the church um realized that the night was gone went running back to the house um worried about his wife and um he found her dead but in her hand, she held a gray marble finger that she had broken off of the, um, the figure that killed her. Um, Rose Rose is by Barry P 
Kane. And this is about an artist who was painting a woman named Rose. Um, and then they agreed to get, give it a rest for that day and come back the next. Um, set it up to where he could, you know, finish painting her. And um, he thought she was late. And then finally she appeared. So they he painted her and then she was gone and he ended up talking to somebody he's like uh he read the paper and he realized that she had died in an accident the night before but she still appeared from the beyond beyond the grave to honor her promise to him about standing and finishing for her that um portrait that he was doing of her the upper birth by f Marin crawford is about being on a ship and nobody ever stayed in this one particular room um anyone who did would end up um going missing drowning you know never to be seen again and it was a room 105 and this guy's like, oh, I, it's fine. I, I don't believe in such things. Well, things happened. There was a um, roommate that this guy ended up having. And um, it was just weird. The roommate would come and go. And it would smell horrible. The porthole wouldn't stay locked. And in the middle of the night, it would pop open. Uh, it was just a mess. And finally, nobody would believe him when he'd say he'd see something. So the captain's like, okay, I'll come down and I'll stay in the room with you and I'll see this. Well, they try locking the porthole. That doesn't work. They try um, basically nailing it shut or, you know, however they could to close it, keep it closed permanently. And it just kept coming open, kept coming open. Um, then they heard something and the captain looked in the top bunk, pulled back the curtains and, you know, had a foul smell, um, slippery, oozy, couldn't keep a grip, um, dead, wide eyes stared at me, it says, um, shiny hair. It was, it was just horrible. So everyone was and then it vanished through the porthole so everyone was horrified and they're like um you know no this room is never going to be opened again so they have it permanently marked as uh, always occupied the only thing is it's occupied by the dead if you ever get on this particular ship it will you will never be able to stay in room 105 so there's a a lot of different stories in this there's the story of a young man who goes to live with his uncle called lost hearts by mr james he goes to live with his uncle when his parents die and you know a lot of things happen and then finally um he basically is is prevented from his worst faith. Basically, the old man, his uncle, is trying to find a way to live forever. And he needed to kill three 
specific children to do so. And he, um, he drowns a girl. He rips out the heart of a boy, hides them, you know, on the property. And luckily this boy is his nephew. Um, oh, I don't think it's a nephew. I think it's a cousin. Uh, let's see here. And he basically says he'll live forever. And he saw the, as a child, he saw the two figures outside his window, which were the boy and the girl, girl that his, um, family had, had was sacrificed by his cousin. Um, and for some reason he's able to, um, you know, stay alive. He, uh, okay. So let's see here. They say that his, um, cousin was probably killed by wild animals years after he discovered the truth about his cousin's death. So basically he was going, he was supposed to meet with his cousin in, um, his older cousin's study and he never did. Um, something distracted him. Um, I'm not going to give you all the information, but basically he didn't make the meeting. So, and because of that, he, his cousin, um, ended up dying. And it kind of, as I said, they thought it was a wild animal. And then as they got older, they found, um, grown living on his own he received um, letters from the housekeeper um, who said that they couldn't have known enclosed with the letter were pages from um, his cousin's diary and he read them and it scared him and of course he remembers seeing what he saw and realized that his cousin was killed by those spirits um, before he could finish the job um, and then, of course, the last story in this book is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. And most of us know the story of Ichabod. Um, and um, Ichabod Crane moves to Terrytown from Connecticut and to be a school teacher. And, you know, falls in love with the girl, gets terrorized by uh, someone pretending to be the, um, the headless horseman. And, you know, he's never seen again and all this. And um, the girl ends up marrying the person that was terrorizing him. And, I mean... There's, basically, it, it makes it seem like he was killed to get rid of him so that the guy can have the girl. We all know the story of Sleepy Hollow. We've all seen movies. Um, I, myself, am a big fan of the Johnny Depp TV, or movie adaptation of Sleepy Hollow. Um, I actually used to love the TV show Sleepy Hollow. Neither of them are accurate to the... Um, story of Sleepy Hollow itself, the original, but it is still very entertaining in their own right. So, 
this is just um, one of the books that I really enjoyed reading. It is not necessarily what I would consider good for children. However, I mean, apparently my friend read it when she was young. So it's definitely something that I would go easy on letting children too young read this. They could have nightmares. I would have had nightmares with that when I was a child. Um, but the stories are really short, so it's nice if you like a little bit of spook in your life, you can read over them. Um, I like true crime. I like ghost stories. I have multiple, multiple books on ghost stories, um, even from other countries. So it's um, definitely fascinating to me. And I thought I would just go ahead and share this one with you for this week's uh, episode of Liliana's Romance Library. Again, my name is Liliana. Thank you for joining me. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and let's have a conversation. Do you like ghost stories? Uh, do you have any really good ones? Um, are there any that just scare you to even think about to this day? Um, or have you ever, any, ever had any experiences? Or do you not believe in these at all? Or do you think it's just all hokum? Let's have a conversation about it. You can find me on Twitter at Liliana's Library. Or you can find me on Facebook and Patreona, uh, Patreon at Liliana's Romance Library. So let's have a conversation and let's let me know what you think. Have you read this story, this book? Have you ever had any interactions? Do you not agree that ghosts are real or do you believe it's all nonsense? Let me know and I'll talk to you next time.